Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode two of the Gamer's Advocate. My name's Adam. And I'm Bill. I'm Jack. I'm tied up in the back. Help. Shut up, Jack. No one said you could talk yet. Yeah, we'll let you out in a little bit. <laughs> anyway, we, we want to wish all of you guys a happy Thanksgiving. We hope you ate a lot of good food, played a lot of good football, and hopefully all your teams won. Shut up. Shut up. Just shut up, Adam. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, we have a Cowboys fan over here, and his team didn't do him well. But they can lose in epic fashion like nobody can. Uh, the Browns. Yeah, that's right. They did beat the Browns. <laughs> well, luckily, the Browns won this weekend, so we're all good. But am I really upset about football this weekend when my Ohio State, the Ohio State University, went 12-0 and beating that team up north? Yeah, well, I can't be too upset. That's true, but too bad our season ends there. I hate Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> all right, he's allowed to say that. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's fair. <laughs> Untie him. That's a good comment. Yeah, I'm free. So yeah, we hope everyone had a great break. Hopefully got some good gaming in, good time with family, all kinds of good breaks. Um, we're back today with another show, and luckily we're proud to announce that we have our podcast on iTunes finally. Finally! It took a little bit of time, and I know the episode that was released there will be a little dated, but at least you'll get a little taste of what we are. We kind of did a little more introductions about who we were and what the show's about, and I think you'll like it. And once you get past all that crap, then you can listen to stuff about games. Exactly. And we also want to preface, we know we're having a little audio technicalities, and we're having some troubles with some buzzing in the background, but just know we are working on it, and we're going to be upgrading our equipment soon to make this the best podcast you could ever listen to. Translated into English, we bought cheap shit. Amen, brother. And uh, we really hope to have some intro music from my former band, 8 Pound Pressure, to open the show with. But hopefully by next week or, or soon after, we'll have that up and running. And it'll sound much, much better. So bear with us. Yeah. We'll make it worth it. Big things are coming for everybody. Um, we also are working on a website. Right now, if you go to thegamersadvocate.com, you kind of just get a landing page saying some big things are coming. But we have some things in the work that we think you'll like. And you'll kind of get to learn more about us, read some blogs, read some reviews, really just listen to our podcast there, link to all these other things, and kind of keep up with, go, with what's going on with the Gamers Advocate. Visit our stuff already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. We actually do. We're starting to get a few likes on Facebook and Twitter, and we love it. And we encourage questions and comments and discussions. Because, and, once again, that's what this show is all about. Just make sure you go to the correct The Gamers Advocate page. There is another one on there. Correct, yeah. There's a, another Gamers Advocate. He kind of has a red-themed color. And he has about two followers and hasn't been active since probably about 2008. So just make sure when you're looking for the Gamer's Advocate, you just look for that blue shield. Yeah, because he didn't advocate shit. Exactly. He had a good idea, and then he gave up. So we were trying to get rid of that and try and get our own name out there. So sorry for the confusion, but sooner or later it'll be easy enough to find. So yeah, so let's kind of get into kind of what we've been playing, but also generally what we've been doing. Like, did you do anything fun over your Thanksgiving break? Um, Absolutely. Um, Got to get a little Halo in with the wife doing co-op campaign um got to watch some good football again go bucks um you know spend some time with family and finished episode five of the walking dead oh my god luckily i have finished it as well and so is our tied up friend in the back over there uh yeah it was it was a pretty good thanksgiving i also played a lot of uh halo 4 with my brother that's just good good old family time there oh yeah Uh, just jumping back in uh getting a lot of headshots and uh i actually waited on the walking dead uh because it just i was getting kind of upset about release dates um i know they had some delays so i said well you know i I wanted to kind of wait um until they had some other episodes out and so they had things back on track i I just went through episode three through five and it it was really great So what about you, Adam? What did you do over the break? Well, I also finished Walking Dead, Episode 5. I also watched The Walking Dead. Yes. (laughs) That's a great show. Yeah, the episode before the season finale. You know we're getting screwed next week. You know they're going to leave us hanging and we're going to wait two months and hope the Mayans were wrong so we get to see how it ends up. (laughs) That's also the thing. Not even the Mayans, but these Walking Dead, no matter if it's the game, if it's the comics, if it's a TV show, they just mess with your mind. So do you think with all these zombies out and about, but games, TV, do you think it's like a precursor to the end of the world? Oh, yeah, it's a warning. It's got to be. For sure, but at least we'll be a little ready because we've been reading and playing and watching because zombies are just everywhere. Go for the headshot. I actually saw... Buy canned goods. I actually (laughs) saw a trailer for this new movie. I forget what it's called, but it's 
kind of from the perspective of the zombie, and they're taking the the line of making uh, a cure and having the zombie become human again. You don't know what it's called? I forget. Way to research, buddy. I know, right? I, I am, it's, called, it's called I Am Legend. It was already made with Will Smith. I don't know if you guys remember. It was called Any Movie with Keanu Reeves. <laughs> I think it was called Miami Heat. Or Heat. Something. I don't know. It was, I'm pretty sure that was actually the third Beethoven movie. <laughs> yeah, it could have been. <laughs> so yeah, so I think with all this zombie talk, let's let's just go right into The Walking Dead, the game. Um, I mean, it's just, it's really cemented itself as possibly one of the game of the year contenders. Oh, um, it's definitely in my top three, and uh, without giving away any spoilers, I will be pouring a 40 for all my dead homies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of... Not really spoilery, because if you know anything about The Walking Dead, the really one of the biggest hooks is that nobody is safe. I mean, you'll think a character is safe, and the next second, zombies are just coming and taking them away from you. And that and that's true for the not only the game, the TV show, the comics, and the novels. I've read both of the uh, novels with uh, Kirkman, and uh, you, nobody's safe in those either. I know it's just it's just great because. I mean, obviously it's not real because it's zombies and all those things, but it, it feels real. It's not so much about the zombies. It's it's about the characters. It's about how people survive in impossible situations and how they react to... There's a, it's a lose-lose situation. What do you mean zombies aren't real? Did you see this place this morning here at work? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess there are stuff like that, but at least they don't bite us, at least not yet. You I didn't get bit? <laughs> I, I, think, I think we just relate to the to the bad situations, and you can feel the stress. You can feel the stress of, you know, uh, the hopelessness, and you feel for these characters, and they become alive, and, that, and that's just kind of what makes it such a such exactly a because they're human. I mean, yeah, they have they go on their killing sprees, but they don't like just run through towns unscathed and kill millions and millions of zombies. Because while it'd be cool for a while, that would get pretty old. But when you see these humans that are in these situations, and you just you, you're right, you feel for them. You want to you want to think that uh, how they're reacting is something you would do uh, similarly so you relate to, to what their actions are. Given. Yeah, which is great about the Walking Dead game that Telltale has made is that they give you that chance to make those decisions, to choose who to save, to choose what to do, to choose how would you survive. And it's uh, much safer to do it from your couch <laughs> in a pre-apocalyptic world than in the post-apocalyptic world. And how many times, again, not to give too much away or, or really any of the major spoiler points away, but... How many times going through those five episodes did you guys just sit there and just pause it for a second, not believe in what just happened and, and or who was just gone? Somebody that you'd fought to say, somebody you fought to get through this uh, mess, and all of a sudden they're just gone in an instant. Or something drastic happens where you're just totally screwed and, and you know nobody's going to make it, or not everybody's going to make it out alive, and, and you just sit there like... Well played, Telltale. And another thing that Telltale does well is when you make those decisions, there's a timer. So you can't sit there for, like in Mass Effect, you can sit on a choice for a while and even step away and like look at the stars or look at the sky and get some bigger thought. But with Telltale, you have, what, five seconds sometimes, maybe Ugh. a little longer, to make these life, life or death situations, death or death situations even. And, and, you know, I've made those decisions where you just, you run out of time. You frankly hit something, and and just you're like shit. Yeah, but that's and, and real life. I mean, that's that's how life is. You don't have time to think about these things, and they emulate that really well. And you know, your game's doing well, and people want your your game when uh, people are freaking out over any kind of delay on it or not knowing when it's coming out. And there was a lot of that over the over the months. They got better the last few episodes. Yeah, they did. They were a little more on time with what people expected, but. Uh, that second episode had people freaking out. I actually saw a guy on the forums, on Telltale's forums, um, make a statement uh, to the effect, am I the only one considering a, a class action lawsuit? First of all, seriously, you're a dick. I mean, you're just a dick. If, if you really would consider that over a video game being delayed when it was probably being delayed to make it better, you're kind of a dick. With that being said, I can understand why some people were... Hectic and uh, it, just, it just says how good those games are. That these people get so frantic, it gets so fevered over. Like, because if, if maybe they mention it'll be out every month or soon after. I mean, if this product is that good and these people are hungering for it, like zombies hunger for flesh, <laughs> they're gonna wouldn't need it no, no matter I mean, what. I mean, but yeah, I mean, Bill's right. I mean, you do have to be understanding. I mean, plenty of games throughout uh, the history of, of gaming, uh, especially recently with with them being complex. 
Uh, I know Telltale, it wasn't as complex, you know, graphically, but, uh, you know, things get delayed and, and we just have to be patient. That's all there is to it. It is, and 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 in saying that, yeah, that guy was a bit overboard by a lot, but I understand why people were on there. I mean, I don't, I'm not a member of their forums or anything, but I was checking that trying to find release dates just because I was dying to play the next oh, one, yeah. just because it was so With awesome. Another, another, I mean, another great thing about this game is a lot of games i mean you'll you'll have a great experience i mean i'm so far i'm having a great experience with halo and borderlands 2 and all these things but after those experiences are done you kind of move on to the next thing and you kind of are like okay i had a really good time sometimes you had a really great time maybe it could be one of your favorite games but it's all about those moments i mean like i said we're we're thinking about doing a possible spoiler cast maybe after a show or maybe a special show during the middle of the week just to talk about all these spoilers and have these discussions about these games that have could have different outcomes or different experiences with different players and big topics. But the thing about it is there's moments, like especially in Episode 3, where I'm still like reeling from what happened in that episode from a game because you just sit there and you're like, did, did I really just do that? Did I really just go through this? I mean, it's just these moments stick with you, and that is the sign of a true Amazing, great game. And episode three specifically hits you over the head, and before you could even recover, turn around and hit you over the head again. Um, and and it just you just sit there when it's done, and then knowing you have to wait and wait, but just sitting there, just like the hell just happened. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't uh, I can't remember how many times I'd, I'd pause it or hit rewind and be like, nope. That ain't happening. We're playing that again. <laughs> See, I stuck with whatever happened. Yeah, same here. And, uh, Jack's a little baby. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go back. I want to go back. That, now, just, that just didn't happen. Now, I know Jack's told me he's had the same strategy on XCOM, and uh, I've adopted that a few times to save uh, a couple characters. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm a frequent saver because, especially, like, Telltale, I'm, I'm glad for the rewind. I, I really enjoy it because I... I just, it was so unpredictable that I was like, I was stressed out. I was like, oh, no, no way. Did that just happen? And I, I chose, like, every choice to try and get around these things. And it's just like, sometimes it's just ridiculous. And you're like, wow. And you know what? It's killing me not to spoil anything so bad that I just have to do this. Anybody that's going to see the movie Lincoln, he dies at the end. <laughs> Suck it. Oh, my God, spoilers. Yep. How could you? <laughs> You just ruined that movie for me. Well, it's doing really well in theaters, which historically has not been the case for Mr. Lincoln. <laughs> Poor guy. He has a bad rap. He did some good things for our country. <laughs> he invented the penny. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> the five dollar yeah. bill. I think that's how that works. <laughs> Something like that. So yes, yeah, so I I just I mean the The Walking Dead is that was the season finale and luckily they're coming out with season two sometime in twenty thirteen and all I can say is I just can't wait because they definitely left it off for for you wanting a lot more. Yeah, I hope it's earlier in 2013. I hope it's tomorrow. But I, I like I like nice. how they finished it. They finished the game, and but there's also an opening for more plot. Yeah. The one thing I can't stand about gaming, and we we were talking about this earlier with uh, with Final Fantasy. We're kind of skipping ahead here, but uh, if you you buy like a whole game and it says something like "to be continued." Or something like that, especially in movies too, where it's just wide open at the end and there's no real like good conclusion, I mean, that'll that'll drive me up the wall. But when you're buying episodic content, you know you're kind of getting into that. Yeah. And in a couple of weeks, once it's been out, more and more people have played it, maybe we can talk about the very, very, very end of Episode 5 and see what, they, what people think that means. Because um, it is kind of left open. Will they continue with what's there? Will they completely leave you hanging with that and let you just make up your own conclusion? And start over with all new characters. Yeah, really. I mean, when it boils down to it, all I gotta say is just play these games. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, seriously. They're five dollars to start it off, twenty-five to get all five. It's just, it's so worth it. More than anything this well, year, plus the pretty much. Can you, get, can you get it for twenty bucks on the PlayStation? Yeah, if you buy the season pass, I don't know if you still can do that. Okay. I don't know why you couldn't. Well, just, you just just check it out. It's it's worth it, even if it was a sixty-dollar game. This this game is incredible. I actually would like to buy the disc version just to get the uh, first compendium of the comics because yeah, the comics great. are fantastic I don't even read comics but I read Walking Dead comics because they're that good that universe is just very entertaining so speaking of another universe that is pretty entertaining is uh, the Bioshock one so there were two games that were in the ocean and the first one was 
received just incredibly well. And the second one, not as good. I enjoyed it, but it had it had its issues. But now they're yeah. they're coming to Bioshock Infinite, and the reason we're mentioning this is because Ken Levine came out, the creative director, that he that they're not going to be putting multiplayer in Bioshock. I don't care. Yeah, so it's not in itself. It's not a huge deal, and I, I actually think it'll probably be better because first of all, we haven't really seen that much of the game. Yeah. So maybe they're having some troubles in development. I mean, what 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 I have seen uh, looks really good. Uh, I, I mean, I'm glad they're taking their time with it. Um, I don't I don't know what what might be happening, but uh, if they get it right, I mean, you know. More yeah. If they, if they make that single player experience that's living up to all those trailers that they made and in-game footage, this game could be pretty incredible. And like, there's a lot of great attention to detail and everything. And I'm just glad they're putting all their effort into this single-player game because exactly. a big reason why I included this is that a lot of games just force multiplayer. Yeah. Like Because after the Call of Duties and Battlefields and all these things, every game feels like it needs a multiplayer. Kind of, I mean, even like Bioshock 2. I mean, it, the, it, the multiplayer was fun and like it, it had its moments, but it was just unnecessary when it comes down to it. Right, and when you get to that point, don't just throw some tacked on crap just just to think you're going to sell more copies with it because history has shown a great game will sell whether it's single player multiplayer um you know i mean walking dead perfect example no multiplayer there um it has no effect on selling that game and if and if if some of the single player wasn't polished because they had to add this multiplayer mode i, I mean that, that would just the overall game would take a hit and and that's just not worth it for some tacked on uh death match with Bioshock characters. And you can you can feel that with stuff being tacked on. I know oh, yeah. um in the Grand Theft Auto, for example, they, they put in a multiplayer. It wasn't bad, but you know, it wasn't it wasn't polished and it, it felt kinda kinda weird. Um I don't know if they'll do that in the new one. Um but, but yeah, definitely uh don't don't force something when it's not there. Yeah, and also speaking of forced things, it's it's hard to bring up forced anything without bringing up Resident Evil 6 in which they tried to basically appeal to everyone and their grandma or grandpa. Well, they yeah, not only did they do that, they tried to they took all the feedback and tried to do get everything be everything to everyone and none of it was Yeah, they that split good. all their teams. They got average to below average. I mean, I know some people liked it and power to them, but you could just tell that the product is not what it could have been if they had a focused singular effort and not had to split their teams and try and please every single fan in the whole world. Well, and, and to the football fans out there, they can all attest to the fact that EA threw in this Heisman mode where you get to play as former Heisman players that I know 99.9% of the people I know didn't touch it, me included, and they left major issues in the gameplay. Um, stuff that they could have easily addressed. It could have been this the, the most smooth, well-playing game, and instead... It's taken three patches, and there's still lots of bugs in it. And yeah. and it's just, I would have so rather seen them not put some tacked-on stuff to throw on the back of the box and fixed what could be an amazing game. It's still a good game, but it could have been an amazing game. Exactly, I hear you. But that's the thing. That is, the big point is that video games are a business. Video games, they need to one-up each other. They need to have that thing. Because there are the gamers like us who are going to read all the video game websites and all the news and listen to podcasts and all these things. But there are people who just like to play games. And when they go in and they see, oh, it has a new mode. You can play as a Heisman show. Oh, that's my favorite player. Oh, my God, we can play right. as them. That That's amazing. Or Call of Duty, Declassified, which we talked a little about last week. All they see is Call of Duty on the Vita. They don't see that it was rushed and that it's not a good game. They see it and they buy it and that moves items off the shelf. I still get mad when I see that commercial. I know. Oh, I know. But it's just that's... When it comes down to it, like we all think that these video game developers are like just happy and living on cloud nine and have no worries and are just taking their time and making all these sweet games. But when it boils down to it, they're a business and they're trying to think of ways to improve it. And unfortunately, the market is asking for these things and they're willing to purchase them or they wouldn't be doing it. And and, and I think the best example this year, well, aside from football, which I know you guys won't play that like I do, but it, it was so blatant. But Resident Evil is the epitome of that. Three different campaigns, all trying to, to cater. Four, even. Yeah. Well. I'll, I'll, I mean, we should have known something was wrong with Resident Evil when we saw the cover. Um, <laughs> yeah, and i got to just address this. <laughs> if any of you out there have the, co- have the copy or a copy of Resident Evil 6, 
take a look at the cover and try to tell me it does not look like a lady blowing a giraffe. <laughs> boom. I'm boom, he just ruined that game. Can't I can't I can't look at it without <laughs> laughing. I can't look at it without laughing cuz I'm 7. I, I I'll just admit it now. I'm a 7-year-old. And that stuff's funny to me. It's funny to me. But I see but here's the thing. The cover is was their artistic vision? Who knows? <laughs> Some crazy messed up vision. But they did that. The product itself was a factor of listening too much to community feedback. Right. Which kind of goes into our next topic about Mass Effect. Well, not to mention Japanese people are a little weird. A little. I mean, well, I mean they did make Tokyo Jungle. Come on. Everyone, everyone's that game's seen pretty cool. Little Mermaid. They've heard the stories <laughs> of what they put in there. Just saying. <laughs> so Mass Effect. Um, the executive producer, Casey Hudson, kind of went to Twitter and said, Hey fans, are you, do you want to make a prequel or a sequel to the Mass Effect 3 games? I think that's a huge mistake, especially after the debacle with the ending of Mass Effect 3. Yeah, that's just... There There comes a point, like we're not going to dwell on this too much because it is old news, but there's a point where the developers need to say, Look, we appreciate the feedback. We appreciate what you're saying. Let's say a mechanic is wrong or something, the way the game plays or something. That's great. We want to change it. We want to make it more seamless. We want to make the game more accessible and all that stuff to make the game a more enjoyable experience. But there comes a line when you need to preserve that artistic vision because the developers are making the game. This is a game that some people spend years, I mean years of their lives on, sacrificing everything. And to compromise that for some like little five-year-old who's whining on some forums or some people. Because a lot of times, these people who are vocal are the minority, the ones who are yelling. A lot of people are like, oh, that was great. Like I enjoyed it, especially with the ending of Mass Effect. I'm sure there were a lot of people who were fine with it and enjoyed it. But you hear from those vocal minority who are going to get their point across. And if you let that get into you, that can ruin your product. Right. If you get to the point where you're asking them for every decision you make, your game's going to suffer for it. Have have enough confidence in what you're doing to make a great game. And like you said, if you want to take input on what people liked and disliked... Yeah, I mean, you need to because you, you're so focused. And it's it comes it comes a point when you work on something so much, you, you don't see it like other people do. And you can't see the little things because your just mind is so warped viewing that thing. And you need that outside perspective. But especially on a game like Mass Effect, you know what you're doing by now. Oh, yeah. You know what works, what For doesn't sure. work. And if you want to expand on it, You've got testers there. You've got people to say this is fun, this isn't fun. You know, take take the advice and then create your vision with it. Don't don't. I mean, next thing you know, you're gonna have them out there saying, "Well, what should the next line of dialogue be?" Little yeah, really. kid you just, that you cried. Just need to cross, like, just make sure you draw that line. But but on the flip side, uh, don't be like George Lucas and throw like a Jar Jar Binks in there or something. <laughs> yeah. Don't get crazy. Yeah, yeah don't, don't screw it up either, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's a it's a it's a tough business, but. Luckily, the Mass Effect games are great, and um, Bill unfortunately is still behind on those games. But Jack, Jack, and me, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let Jack talk a little bit about because he's played them. What would you prefer, a prequel or a sequel? Um, you know, I I don't have a huge preference. I mean, I I like Shepard. Uh, I haven't played as Fem Shep. Uh, I heard that's that's pretty good too uh, from my friends. Uh, I enjoyed all the games. Uh, all of them are great. The multiplayer in Mass Effect 3 was great. Um, I kind of had my doubts about it, uh, but but they do a really good job uh, with whatever they do. Um, I enjoyed the ending in Mass Effect 3. I know there was a lot of a lot of controversy on that. Um, I, I would like to see a new character, though. I would like to see kind of a new direction. Uh, Shepard's awesome, you know. I get it, uh, but. But like a, like a prequel before, uh, it would be good. A sequel, I don't know. I don't know where uh, some other alien or something will come from outer space. Because, I mean, you basically, depending on the choices, I mean, it's it's pretty final. I mean, I don't want to spoil anything from anybody, but, you know, I... I think they'd probably go pretty. Cool. I think even without spoiling, you know, just the way the game is designed, continuity issues about going in the future because you have to write to that, and you can't. You have to be careful because people make different choices of who survives, who did this, what civilization survived, what planet mm-hmm. survived, all these things. And unless you go extremely far into the future, where a lot of this stuff doesn't matter, I feel like a sequel would be pretty hard. I hope it's a prequel because then I can play that one first. <laughs> or, 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 or I mean, or you can twist it. A whole lot because that that final scene, 
Um, I, you know, I, I I hate to be, you know, do that, but is that the one where Lincoln gets shot in the theater? I mean, someone could wake up and be like, oh, it was a dream. Or something, oh, you know. Let's just not even go there. All right. I don't know. Everything. I don't know. You know, they kind of. Some people thought that for a second. I don't know. But I will say, as far as sequels to prequels, if you do it right, it'll be fine either way. They did it with. Um, I really enjoyed uh, Halo Reach. I thought it was a good game, and that was that was before the whole Master Chief thing. So you know. And then I kind of take the stance. I would like a prequel. I mean, I think it would be really cool to see go back to the Protheans, the race that was before the humans and all these things before the reapers destroyed everybody but i would also there's also a good of even when the humans first encountered all these aliens when they when they intercepted um yeah all these different species in the war that broke out and i think there's a lot of good history that they've made that could really be worth exploring that's a good point i mean, I mean there's a they just built a lot of backstory and i think it the foundation is already there and i think that would be good. I mean, I I trust these guys because these are some of my favorite games. I know whichever way they go, it'll be great. I just hope they just stick to their guns and yeah. just yeah. do what they want to do because they know what they're doing. Um, and also, and just while we're on the topic of Mass Effect, uh, over the weekend I picked up Mass Effect for the Wii U. I already own it for 360 and have beat it and all that jazz, but I just really wanted to get it, first of all, to kind of compare of how the two games would be, but also because you can play the entire Mass Effect on the gamepad. Like, awesome. like I, I, I can't even stress how incredible this is. Last week I talked about playing Super Mario Brothers in bed and all that stuff, and it was it was great. But playing Mass Effect, this AAA game that was on 360 and has amazing graphics and this whole story, and being able to play it again, just sitting on the couch like while you're watching some other TV or pl- sitting in the bed playing well, before you go to bed, it's just there's nothing that can describe like that really to me, was the first time I said, wow, this is the next generation. Did you have any critique about the uh, conversion or them porting it over? Were there any, any technical problems that you saw? I mean, I've, I played probably the first hour, and there were a, a few hiccups in the frame rate, and I know there was some of those issues in the 360 as well, maybe a little bit, but graphics-wise, on par. I mean, it looked exactly like the other one and played just as well. The tablet was nice seeing a map and some other features, but it just... All that stuff doesn't really matter when I can just play it on a handheld device. Yeah, it's just it's incredible because I've always wished for that, and now my wish came true. It's just a shame that they only released Mass Effect Three and not the whole trilogy when they just released the trilogy for PS3 and Xbox. Well, if they sell enough copies, I'm sure uh, they'll find a way. They'll find a way to bring some more to it. I have a handheld too. I got the Vita. Maybe I can play it on my Vita. Can I? Uh, you probably could, but they'll probably screw it up like uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a shame. Um, another game that I picked up last week was PlayStation All-Stars, and just wanted to give a little bit of my impressions of the game, which are pretty positive again. Um, I got the cross-buy, obviously, which comes with every PS3 game, and I downloaded it pretty easily, and I booted up the game on the PS3 and played as Ratchet and went through the story mode and a little disappointed because the presentation value is not really there. Like the cutscenes, you get two at the one at the beginning, one at the end, and one with a duel against one of your like rivals. And they're like static images that go across the screen. You do get the characters' voices, which is nice. And like in all honesty, it is very nice to hear the voices again and get a little more story with your favorite characters. But I mean, compared, I know I hate making this comparison because it's easy, but to Smash Brothers, they had a full fleshed out story with all the characters interacting, full cutscenes that were gorgeous and made it a blast to play. And this this one just didn't really have it as much. How about the action? Uh, was the action as, as like fun as, and exciting as Smash Brothers? Oh, I yeah. remember just smashing people across the stage, doing crazy flips, and, yeah. and just kooky type of moves as well. Yeah, PlayStation All Stars and. Playing it more, I really can say it successfully stands on, it own, on its own from that huge shadow that Smash Brothers caused. Because it plays a lot more like a fighting game. Like there's so much strategy, especially on one versus one battles. Because you have to work on getting on getting your special moves, your super moves, and you can get a level one, a level two, a level three that you have to build up, and that's the only way you can get points. And you have to just really work on hitting them and then avoiding their special moves and trying to get all these items in the field and also the stages themselves will throw obstacles at you and kind of knock you off your game and it's it's it has a lot of strategy and the characters are great and it's fun it's just the, my biggest gripe is the presentation but besides that it, it's a really really well put together game 
When are you trading it in? <laughs> well, that's that's one thing that I must say with this cross buy <laughs> that I've figured out. Um, so let's say, like I'm, a, I played on the Vita and I the set cross saves work and I enjoyed it. Um, if I trade the PS3 one in right now, I could probably get thirty bucks maybe, and I'll still have the Vita version. That's pretty cool. Because like you don't, I mean, it's a digital copy, and you got it for free, so I technically will still have the game. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> which is so, uh, which is kind of kind of cool. So now, based, so based on all that, I don't know, you know, I don't know how long you played, but what would what would you recommend uh, to people who are looking at this game and maybe just uh, just grading it a little bit too? I would probably I would probably go, let's say an eight point two five. Ooh, nice. Very particular. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a very good game. It it has its issues with the like, the presentation I said, and I think they could have done a lot more with the single player story because I really think that's a huge part because you love these characters and you want more of them and you want more experiences with them and, and them interacting with characters that they would never interact with otherwise. And I think that was kind of a missed opportunity, which hopefully they could fix in PlayStation All-Stars 2 or whatever they call it. Well, I'm giving it a 7. <laughs> he still hasn't played it. Uh, I'm giving it a 7. But if you want, like, a crazy smash-up game just to go nuts oh, it's, on and oh, it's don't great. care about anything else. It's fun and parties, I'm sure. The online works great. I had no issues. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just getting some guys together and having fun. It's it's That's just perfect. It's like Smash Brothers. It's perfect in groups, and it's fun by itself. But, yeah, I, I definitely think they could have done things better, but... For what it was, and especially this was a brand new studio that they made just for this game, and it's a game that people have been wanting forever with all these franchises, and I, I think they did a very commendable job, and I enjoyed it. Cool. So yeah, so that that's kind of a lot of what we've been playing last week. Um, there was actually a pretty kind of confusing story <laughs> that I saw the other day. Um, so. I think this proves that the end of the world's coming. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, just don't buy stuff on eBay, okay? <laughs> so one of uh, someone at Nintendo, they released an image that they had a cardboard cutout of the Wii U gamepad yeah. that they kind of had as a prototype to see kind of the dimensions of it, what it would look like, how it would kind of feel in a sense. Maybe they had the weight dimensions. I don't know what they did with that. So they that image came out, and... I mean, it's cool. It's cool seeing the process they go in making these things, and it's always good to see behind the scenes, especially of a company that big, because they're, they're trying to be really secretive, especially till like, the end when it's releasing. So it's good to get that behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, but I was looking at some news, and I saw that on eBay, there was a Wii U cardboard cutout, mind you, not the one from Nintendo. Uh, it actually just got taken down by eBay, thankfully, because it saved some really dumb people. No offense. <laughs> It was at, let's just say it this, it was at 82 bits. Do you guys have any guesses of how much the price was at? Was I, it was it more than $10,000? I, I have a really good bid because I have it written down on this paper. <laughs> what? But... <laughs> $91,500. Who untied Jack anyway? Yeah, really. Let, <laughs> me, let me repeat that. $91,500. I, I honestly don't know what's going on, but... Uh, it, it's hard for me to believe. Like, I'm not sure if this is a joke. I and, can like, draw a picture of a TV and put it on eBay, too. And just Google it, because when, when Adam's talking about, like, cardboard cutout, he literally means someone took, like, a cardboard box, <laughs> cut it out badly, and then got a Sharpie out and drew some, like, circles on it for analog sticks. Oh, yeah? I, I don't understand. Hey, that's good entrepreneurship right there. Well, he played the game well. Earlier this year, I drew a picture of a lady blowing a draft and sold it to Capcom. <laughs> I mean, they put I mean, it on the cover of Resident Evil 6. I mean, I know we see, like, you know, Jesus in, like, a piece of toast and, and stuff like that. But, I mean, the butter on. this wasn't even like that. This was, like, really weird. I, I don't get it. it it's, it's comical. I mean, if you want a good laugh, go read it. But, uh, you know. Yeah, it just, it's just, it bog- it's one of those stories that you can't really believe because it doesn't make sense. 82 bids. It's not like it was one bid for even $500. The like, only- almost... A hundred thousand. The only explanation I can think of is a couple people just said, "You know what? Screw my eBay account. I'll, I'm just going to keep it. I'm, there's no way I'm buying that, but I'm just going to bid on it just to, just to be an idiot." Unless this guy like created like shadow people to bid on this stuff, like accounts and like phony stuff like that. I don't know. I haven't looked at the list of accounts. It's, I don't know. It's, if it was so uh, yeah. It's it kind of blind, bid. but it's so dumb. Even below the the image, like there wasn't even a description. It just said "see title." Which said cardboard cutout of Wii U. It might have been his own his own bid just to get people like us talking about it. Yeah, I don't you know. know. It could have been the attention thing. Kind of, I don't know. Well, it's, he he it's wants crazy. the publicity sure and we're giving yeah. it to him. I'm sure there's there's some explanation, but then again, maybe not. Yeah. 
Well, I I, I don't know. I, all I know is I quit bidding at fifty grand. So <laughs> everything after that is oh not me. God. Sorry. Yeah, this this stuff is just it's it's madness. But that that's a that's yeah. a, that's a story that I just had to bring up and I discuss. I mean, because that, that'll bring you to another point. I mean, be be patient. Uh, if you can't find the console or whatever, <laughs> I understand. Like people, they'll pre-order it and they'll post it on eBay to make some money. I mean, that's cool. And if you do that, don't don't try and gouge people. Come on now. I know the Wii was pretty hard to find before and you know okay market forces supply and demand all that good stuff but but let's not get kooky i'm telling you it's business people are gonna if 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 the market will will bear it people are gonna sell it well yeah that's what it comes down to people when it boils down to it that's also a thing to consider it's not necessarily the fault of the people selling i mean it is but it's the fault of the buyers because they're it's buying pretty it. It's shitty to sell it like that, but you're right. If, if no one, because well, let me, uh, of course these people are just wrong and it's not right for them to do that. But if no one, if no one would buy the get the games or the systems or these at these prices, then the market wouldn't bear it. Like I said before, so sure, these sure. people are allowing these prices to go. Yeah, I mean seriously, are you that big of a hurry to sit there and wait for games to come out on the Wii U? Sorry. <laughs> are you hey, that big cool. of a hurry? There, there are other systems. There's the PlayStation. There's the Xbox, and you can buy a ton of games for it. I know, I know it's the newest, latest, and greatest thing, but like, just just relax, early adopters. Relax. The kids, the kids will survive without Mario on the Wii U for a month or two. It's okay. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it, that's that's just gets beyond reason when they when they're spending enough money where they could buy all the systems and just wait a little longer to get the Wii U and, and included in that price too with the Wii U yeah. but they'll spend that all just to get it now that's 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 when they, we know the economy can't be that bad yeah. <laughs> it can't be that bad right yeah, now right exactly there's always people going to do that um um so yeah so that's that's just a story I wanted to bring up because it just was worth talking about because it's just I saw it and I did a double take. That's that's when you remind people, Walking Dead, great game, twenty five bucks. Yeah. It's on all systems except the Wii U. They're not they're not our sponsor yet, but we're still looking. <laughs> we're trying. Yeah. <laughs> I think actually we should, as we did last week, take a minute to thank our sponsors. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Jack. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> so yeah, just to get, gotta gotta represent. Um another topic in the news that I saw kind of the same time with this Wii U Cardboard Cutout that isn't as exciting, but it's still exciting to some people that uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City is going to be released on iOS and Android. <laughs> does, any, does anyone care about this? Nope. Uh, not not really, because the Grand Theft Auto I played, uh, you know, they're 2D uh, and you're just driving around in a little car. I mean, that's that's kind of kooky and fun, but, you know... Well, yeah, this it's is, not 2D. This is the actual this is game. Vice City. I mean... I mean, I mean, how great can it be? I know no, it's smartphones. Pretty, it's it's, it's, it's like pretty it. impressive. Like I got it, Grand Theft Auto Three, and it's the exact game. I've got it. Uh, I got it. I was playing it on the iPod, iPhone, but the controls just. Yeah. Let's be honest, they suck. Yeah, that's the problem. It's, the you need analog control sticks to just, play those games. Yeah, I, I. That's that's the one problem with this. Like I got Grand Theft Auto Three, and I was amazed by that you can have that um, huge game on. A mobile device. I mean, it's ridiculous. It still it still boggles my because it ran so well and ran so smoothly. But it's impressive. But anything with flashing lights or anything shiny pretty much blows <laughs> yeah, my mind. Anyway, that's pretty true. Uh, but I've, the I've zippers tried, are so impressive. Can't, can't take my opinion. Yeah, but the touchscreen. This it's not <laughs> even just Grand Theft Auto. It's touchscreen controls in general. It's a very tricky system because when it's done well, it's done incredibly well and it's perfect. But when they try and put like console type controls. It's just not a console gaming experience. I, I just I know and I know more and more games are going to mobile, and that's great for games like Angry Birds, stuff like that, Cut the Rope, whatever. But man, real games like that, to me, even if it was on an iPad, none of that. It just it doesn't work. I'd rather play it on a Vita, which it could support easily. But can you play it on the Vita? No. Not yet, but they're getting. They're trying to get it there. Yeah, trying. <laughs> um, but and I'm the, trying to not sell my Vita. <laughs> and that's that's why these games. But there there are some games like Infinity Blade and Infinity Blade Two, Rayman Origins, which you it's an auto runner where you jump and do different skills, but you don't have to necessarily move because that's the biggest problem. Is when you try and do an analog stick, it just it doesn't feel right. You want that 
control and you want that well, feedback. Well, and plus, plus it's a third-person shooter, and I know people between first-person and third-person, they've also, I've, I know I've complained about it, just like the accuracy. I have trouble being accurate in Grand Theft Auto. Right. I really do already. Yeah, already. I always so, putting it on an iPhone. And, and I can barely work work my smartphone sometimes when I'm tired and you're touching stuff and you're like, I don't mean to do that. And I mean, I, I can imagine just with a super particular game where you have to be accurate, where guys are coming at you from all over, it, it, it's probably a nightmare. Well, even games like Infinity Blade look fantastic. They they play really well on those. But you put that game on a console, what kind of review scores would it really get? It would be like, oh, it's just a shallow, repetitive. I mean, it's just, yeah. they're not, I mean, they're good. They're cool time wasters. They're great when you're waiting for the doctors. But, but that's what they're but, specifically designed for. Right. I I just, mean, to me, it blows my mind that such a big market it, it is going to that to the point where the Vita is tanking right now. I mean, yeah, that that's what's causing that. That's causing And it the, kills me, man. It kills me because it's problems. so capable of playing great games. Because you know that basically by now, I mean, not it's it's not everybody, but a very good percentage of people have smartphones. Like, it's just what they have. And they don't have it for gaming, but they have gaming possibilities. Not everyone has a Vita. Like, you have your smartphone with you all the time. It's you have than I am. Exactly. <laughs> you have your smartphone with you all the time, and you have the option to game, especially when these games, like, Angry Birds and these simple games that everyone can pick up and play, like that's where the money is. <laughs> I know where this is a big topic of this podcast, but it's business. Right. That's that's what it boils down to. And this kind of this topic, I kind of want to describe describe a little bit more in our Devil's Advocate section, which is kind of a debate between the episodic approach and the all-in-one approach. We're gonna do it. We go in there. We go into We're the go in there. Devil's Advocate. <laughs> So so yeah so we're, we this kind of came about with Walking Dead you get your episodes even TV shows all these things where you get a chunk and then you have to wait and then you get a chunk and then you have to wait as opposed to a all in one like a sixty dollar game or a TV show you watch after it's done airing when you can watch it at your leisure and all at once. Now let's let's we're gonna do this a little more organized than we did last week I think I'm gonna plead my case for the episode of content and. Um, Adam here is going to plead his case for the all-in-one all in one shot. Buying it, waiting for it to all be released together. And uh, I think this week, we're going to let Jack re- be the decider. He's going to hear both cases, and he's going to decide who he agrees with. I don't know if I trust his judgment. I'm basically like Judge Dredd. <laughs> I already you know? I, I gave him 20 minutes. Judge, jury, <laughs> executioner. You have no chance. Guard. <laughs> All right, well, I, I'm a gentleman, so I'm going to let the lady go first. <coughs> go for it, Bill. It's because of the boobs, isn't it? <laughs> Dick. All right. I believe when you get a game that has episodic content, I, not just a game either, actually, any anything, shows, anything like that, I believe the episodic content is the way to go. One, it th- there's a build-up. When you, when you play the first episode or watch an episode of a show, like right now, the... Walking Dead. I cannot wait until Sunday to see what happens in the mid-season finale. Walking Dead, I I would play an episode of that, and I couldn't wait for the next one to come out. It keeps you thinking about it, and a lot of times you end up replaying that episode. You want to keep it fresh for the next one coming out, and it's a way to keep a game in people's minds with so much competition out there. When everybody's trying to get your attention, whether it be TV, music, movies, whatever... When there's episodic content, you're gonna you're you're gonna be just that much more invested in it. Um, you get options like a season pass, where you spend a little bit of money up front, you save a lot in the long run, and when the next episode comes out, you can download it, like they did the PlayStation 3 and the PC did with The Walking Dead. For you know 20 bucks, you get the entire thing. As soon as it's available, you're downloading it. It's already paid for, and it was still so much cheaper. Um, yeah, but you know. Humans, you know what they love? Uh, boobs. Besides that, uh, instant gratification. Why would you wait when you could have it all right now? And you can spread it out. I mean, people don't. I mean, some people do, but regular working people, working families, have a limited amount of time to play games, to watch shows. But let's say you w- play an episode of Walking Dead one night, and you're like, okay, that was amazing, and I'll play it maybe in a few days when you're ready to, and not like. You have to be those guys on forums who want to make class action lawsuits because you're tearing your hair out for the next edition. Those guys are dicks. Now, what about TV shows where 
Total because the season ends and you have to wait months. And you have to just wait forever to get your show again when, let's say you watch, start, I don't know, 24 on Netflix and you have eight seasons right at your disposal. Watch them when you want. Wait if you want. Do what you want. All right. I will, I will use an example of, of a, combin- or a comparison of the two. Lost, I watched on uh, Netflix. I could watch it whenever I felt like it, and it was fantastic. I enjoyed every season. The fifth season got a little weird. Other than that, I enjoyed every season tremendously. But it's nothing compared to what it was like to go through July and August and September knowing The Walking Dead was coming to build up to the point when that first episode was on. My wife and I were up, got the popcorn ready, all pumped up, and we were fired up for that first episode. And then having to wait that next week, thinking about that episode, rewatching it, um, watching The Talking Dead, and just the build up for it. Any information that would come out about the other episodes and other characters that were coming on board. I was that much more into it. One, I mean, obviously, I'm a huge Walking Dead fan, but the build-up week-to-week for a show like that and the the long wait in between made me just want it that much more. Again, it's kind of like the people that are spending all that extra money for a Wii. They want what they can't have right now. That's true. That's that's a very fair point, and so I, can I definitely win. appreciate it. <laughs> I'm not going to give it to you that easily. But yeah, that's that's true, and that, that in- anticipation and... I know they had a lot of augmented reality or different supplemental game, uh, little experiences you could have to make the wait a little shorter. And that I do appreciate all those things. But it's just, it's nice to have a full product. It's nice to have, especially if you have a significant other or a family or different friends that you all find out at the same, you can still have that experience. You can watch it together. Like me and my friends, we, we got to, to the 24 party late and every day at lunch, we would come together and watch an episode. And we would still have that same experience of like, oh, my God, did you see that? What do you think is going to happen? And I know it may not be as drawn out, but that could be a better thing because you have that sense of togetherness and the uh, discussion, but then you can watch it together the next day. Well, and, and I would counter that with another point of if the episode episodic excuse me, content is good, it, it, it builds up even more that way. Because that first episode comes out, people start talking about it. So when the second episode comes out, other people are going to go buy the first one and the second one, and they're going to get more attention put on that. So then people are talking about, again, for example, Walking Dead games. The more hype it built, each episode that came out seemed to sell a little bit more because more people jumped on. But they didn't just jump on for the new episode. They went back and bought one, two, and then they played three. Or like Jack did, he waited. He played the first couple ones and then got three, four, five. I think it actually, in the long run, kept the game in people's minds longer and sold more copies, which in turn, I think is going to get you more of those type of games and better quality in the future. Yeah, but didn't technically Jack waiting kind of strengthen my point? Is he wanted to experience them all at the same time? He did, but he, after, after playing the first two... But again, that was there were some issues with release dates in this particular situation that kind of contributed. And that's to that. an inherent problem of episodic content is they have those times where the release dates may may go. And also, the Walking Dead, like you, I've said it before, I think it could be game of the year, and it's an amazing game. But it had technical issues that if it wasn't Minor. episodic and they weren't eh, Minor. and if they if it wasn't so if it wasn't so time constrictive, they could have ironed those out and made. A better product. Luckily, the product itself made it so you can easily overlook that. But for a game or a TV show, and TV show is not all the same time thing. But those things that they don't have that time to either delay it or to f- spend that time, it can suffer. You're right. I could have waited till December fourth, and the disc came out when I'm broke, and then had to maybe wait till next year or hope I got it for Christmas. Yeah, but I think it. that game will still have those issues. Well, I could have waited for that, or I could have been playing it since April and been enjoying it and playing it more than once and I've gotten to do that. I've got I've been playing this game since April and I just finished it over the weekend. And I didn't drag on it. I played it as soon as I could, loved it, moved on to other stuff, came back to it and and it's still fresh in my mind when had it come out all at once in April, it might be long gone by now or if it come out in December, haven't even got a chance to enjoy it yet. Fair enough. Now, I'm going to take a different approach and take this not necessarily from the games and the waiting, but just how episodic content is affecting the industry. I mean, like Jack mentioned earlier, Final Fantasy thirteen two. They gave you a game that you paid sixty bucks for, and at the ending it said to be continued. 
and they released it as DLC. Paid DLC content? Paid DLC That's content. That's bullshit. That is. And, let me, and now it's a little different than episodic content because it is a full game, but the essence of episodic content has filtered into these games because they see the profit in it and they see that people will pay for this. But then what about Halo 4? It gives you a full, complete campaign, a great game, and then on top of that gives you episodic content for free to keep you coming back for more. See, now that's... That might even be a third category of that, hybrids. That, that, yeah, that's Because <laughs> it's free. I mean, a lot of games make you pay for this stuff. Halo 4 is like in its own category where you pay that 60 bucks and you get that free season of DLC. Like, you do have to pay for the maps, which they get the money from. But, and that's fine. Yeah, but that, that, but that Spartan feels Ops like, is... feels like episodic content because it's story-based. But it's also all-in-one because you get a full campaign and full multiplayer. Yeah, you're, you're, getting, you're getting the full game. You're not missing out. Um, they also did the uh, Forerunner Under Dawn series, which oh, yeah. was free to watch. Um, you know, all that combined, that is an example of really getting your money's worth. But uh, overall, I think as far as our two points, I think we should turn it over to Jack and let him choose a winner. I just want to say one more thing before no. you cut <laughs> me short, because I'm not going to lay down that easily. <laughs> Speaking of uh, these mobile games that have been destroying the Vita, this is, I think, one of the biggest problems with, not necessarily problems, but it, it is in a case with episodic content. All these games, especially you see lately with free-to-play, as they're putting these games out for this price and giving you these chunks and forcing you to pay for them. They're por- forcing you to pay for more levels in Angry Birds sometimes. I mean, I know Angry Birds gives you free levels, but for their different theme things or whatever it is, and different games, you have to pay to get these full experiences when, back in the day, before this, you would just get the full game. I think that's a whole different subject. Uh, really, that's that's called just uh, really just screwing you over. I mean, I really I, it's it's lure you in, lure you in, but then you end up paying twice as much as you would have for the game. Like you go to the first couple Angry Birds games, ninety nine cents, you're done. And little by little, what you're seeing is even though they're still fun, they're still good. Um, I can't remember which one of you guys pointed out that there's a few levels like on the Star Wars one where you can't get through, I mean, realistically, unless you're really awesome at it, without buying those extra helpers and stuff like that. So I, I, I'm starting to get leery of that. That really bothers me. So basically what I'll do is pay my 99 cents, and when I get stuck and can't blast it, I'm done. Well, as far as, far as like uh, judgment, I think you both win. <laughs> As long as, as long as that's uh, bullshit. <laughs> See, I told you it was a bad judge. <laughs> as long as long as uh, you get a good game, money a good back. quality game. But I, I do want to jump on uh, Bill's point as far as you know, getting a game that's like ad supported and also paying uh, for more stuff. But what we're talking about is episodic content. Is what the devil's advocates about, though. Yeah. So who wins? Who wins on that? <laughs> who wins? I mean, uh, thank you, Jack. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, you both have valid points, but but with the episodic and, and stuff you guys even mentioned, I mean, okay, The Walking Dead, it was episodic, but then they're coming out with a disc. Right. So, and then, okay, Final Fantasy, what Adam mentioned, okay, they came out with a disc, you had the whole game, but then they came out with DLC. It's, it's the ba- game wasn't finished, though. It's basically, it's basically, I think, they're becoming hybrids of each other, and I don't. I think the line is blurred so much now that I don't know if you can pick one or the other. As far as maybe like TV series, I mean there is a beginning and an end to it to a television series. As far as like season one, season two, there's no like DLC. But now you can even go online and explore more of the show online and stuff like that. But uh, I think I think uh, in in episodic. Um, I will say I'm partial. Uh, they both they both made uh, good arguments, but I think the hype of just every week there is uh, a new episode, and there is uh, the expectation, and you talk about it, and you get excited for it. I mean that that's more akin to what to what I think uh, is, is a better experience. I quit, everyone. I'm handing over the podcast, and I'll never see you again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But that's just, uh, I think that's just a a better way to go. I would think, actually, Adam would be more episodic instead of all-in-one, because you're on, like, the leading edge 
of like everything of what's come out. Uh, you know, that's the newest episode, the latest and greatest. And I also got like this and, and looked at this on the web with it and, and stuff like that, so you can like explore it even more uh, and, and, and stuff like that. But you know, well, and, and it, again, you know, walking into the TV show. Every Monday we come into work and it's just like and the, there's a, a few weeks back neither of you had watched it and it killed me all day I couldn't talk to you guys about it it was yeah. just like no it was yeah. torture and that's what I loved about it because then there was that build up even Adam when you waited to like Tuesday or Wednesday one week it's like well the good news is it's closer to the next one because that anticipation was there and that's why I win yeah and I mean we nearly so, we haven't nearly talked about so. anything as much as we have like The Walking Dead at least here in the office. I mean, okay, we have Halo 4, we got Borderlands 2, uh, even even Mass Effect some. We, we talked about it, but not nearly to the amount, because the new stuff was stretched out over such a long period of time, and it, it was good. It was quality uh, stuff. I know there's, there's issues with The Walking Dead and uh, camera angles and also some of the voices, um, but uh, minor glitches, like you said, Adam, that can be overlooked. Minor, um, <laughs> very minor, I guess. Uh, but but yeah, I I think um, episodic's the way to go. I mean, you could say you get all in one now. I mean, and then you get the DLC later. I mean, they did it with Mass Effect. Uh, as far as uh, television series, okay, let's say someone told me, oh, I'm watching whatever on Netflix. I'm like, okay, good for you. That's great. That happened. That happened five years ago. Have you I, seen Heat? It's like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> have you have you seen Lost? I'm watching that on Netflix now. I'm like, I yeah, just watched I, it last year. I was this like, year, I was this like, year. I don't, I don't really care. I mean, honestly, I right. mean, if I had to be honest, I mean, I, I just don't, don't really yeah, care. And I guess, I guess, I, I mean, I could definitely agree <laughs> with their points, and I will concede victory to the all great Bill. <laughs> yeah, anyway, we're, being, we're being up on that. Yeah. My apologies. No, but, but I guess my my biggest issue, if I could have one final statement, is that. My biggest problem is not necessarily with episodic content. It's just parts of it of what it's doing to the industry. It's just because that's it's a DLC and like you get all these things where you get content that's on the disc, but you have to pay for, and all these things that is just driving the business to just a uh, not a very honorable place, you can say. Well, and when it comes down to it, watch it, play it, however the hell you want yeah, to. Exactly. Just have fun with it. Exactly. Well, I mean, th- there has to be restrictions, and especially with um, with children, I think this stuff can be dangerous. Uh, I know it was a while ago I saw uh, something. Don't let them play Walking Dead. That'll mess them up. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, let, don't let kids play adult adult content. You know, be responsible. But um, even, even a game like, there was this game, it was on 60 Minutes, I, f- I forget what it was about, but... Basically, you have an aquarium, and you have fish, and you feed the fish, and they die if you don't take care of them. It's just like, you know, Digimonsters or pet things. Well, to get, like, these new fish and stuff like that, you have to buy them, and then they'll prompt you to put in your credit card. So what these kids did is they got their father's credit card, put it in, and basically the bill they got was a couple thousand. Um, so, you, I mean, you can go, and, I mean, <laughs> Angry Birds isn't there yet, but some of these games, they pull you in, or they're ad supported, and then to unlock the other stuff, you know, it's buy, 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 buy. And I mean, part of it is, uh, you know, the industry wants you to spend as much as you can on a game or that you want to, and they want to give you that option, supply and demand, of course. But they want to get uh, you hooked on it. Yeah, exactly. you, you got to be responsible. And, also, and that's also because, I mean, gaming prices, not, I mean, not necessarily on smartphones, in a sense it is, but the cost of development is going up exponentially, especially when we jump into next generation. And they're going to need to find ways to make money or some some of these games. Like, that's a lot of a lot of discussions in the industry and other things about how you're either going to get those kiddie games or free-to-play games or smartphone games, or you're going to get those AAA titles. These middle-tier games like Darksiders 2 that are good but not to the level of AAA may not be there in the future because the market won't support it. All I can say is it's probably a good thing I don't have any kids because that'd be one walking dead watching fish <laughs> buying little bastard. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I'm getting a vasectomy. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah, but it's it's good. It's uh, it's it was a good discussion. And Bill, you'll have the crown, but I'm coming back with the vengeance next week. Yeah, we'll see you next week. <laughs> yeah, so that was the devil's advocate. We'll Amen. We'll get an impartial judge. Yeah, Jack sucks. <laughs> so yeah, so that that more or less wraps up our show for this week. Um, we just want to let you know once again that 
our show is on iTunes now, which is a very good relief, and it's we're very proud of that. Soon and it'll be new and improved. Exactly. We hope to, ha- yeah, once again, bear with us with the technical issues. We are getting those resolved. But um, you can find us on iTunes at, um, just search right for the Gamers Advocate, and you'll see us there. And we also, on our Facebook pages, we link to it, and we will have a website that will make it all easier, hopefully this week. Look and for the Blue Shield. Exactly. The Blue Shield will lead your way. Um, so, yeah, you can follow us on Twitter at, at Advocate Gamers, and you can find our Facebook by searching The Gamers Advocate. And we're also on YouTube and Google Plus and all these things. And luckily, we do link all of our social media pages on from all of our pages. So you should be able to find us pretty easily. So, yeah, we, we encourage. Unfortunately, we didn't have any user questions this week, so we hope now that we're on iTunes and we get more viewers, we can get that in. Because, like we said before, this show is about you and for you, and we want you guys to be a part of it. So we really do look forward to these questions. Um, so, yeah, we really look forward to seeing you next week on Monday, and we'll hopefully we'll have some good news and topics to talk about and think of a good devil's advocate. And, um, really, for the Gamer's Advocate, I'm Adam. I'm Bill. I'm Jack in the back. Time back up. <laughs> yeah, we got to. And we hope you guys have a great night. See you next week, ding-dongs. <laughs>